the elites get together and help create a new republic uh, help create new republican campaign ads the threats against elon musk continue and amazon employees show their true colors this is gene and you're listening to dumbasses talking politics Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. We didn't do too much this weekend. Went to a party on Saturday, uh, and that was okay. But anyway, let's get to it, because we got a lot to cover today. I don't even know if we're going to get through it all. But So on Saturday night, um, they held the White House Correspondents' Dinner. If you don't know what that is, it's a celebration of the news media by the of the news media by the White House, um, it's usually held by a comedian, uh, emceed by a comedian, and it was Trevor Noah was the comedian, and it, it's a lot of the time the the comedian will roast uh, the media, roast the president. Now the president, it, it actually hasn't been around for about six years, <laughs> and the reason is the last two years the COVID. They haven't had it. And then the previous four years, Trump just never went because Trump hates the media. So why bother going to it? Per tradition, there was a bunch of distasteful jokes. Remember, this is the same dinner where a comedian, of course, far left comedian, and of course, Trevor Noah is a far left comedian, um, made fun of Sarah Huckabee Sanders' looks and made comments about her being fat. I mean, it, it, these are these, this is a nasty little thing. I, I don't watch it. I typically don't like to watch it. I'll see the highlights. But and there are some highlights. Uh, this is this is one that honestly, this is going to be made into an ad. And if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can actually look at the video. But here Trevor Noah is making fun of the economy and the kicker is Joe Biden is sitting there laughing his ass off about it. Listen. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. No, it really has been a tough first year for you, Mr. President. Okay, this would have been a decent joke if it wasn't for the fact you knew that was coming. Um, it, it was an okay joke. There was nothing wrong with the joke. But the fact that Joe Biden is sitting in the background just laughing his butt off over the pain of everybody else, it just shows, it makes these guys look elitist. Don't be surprised if campaign ads come out from the Republicans just with that, just with that clip, with him sitting there and laughing his ass off about people suffering. And people are suffering. I mean, Josie spent $250 at the grocery store. And she bought maybe half of a, a cart. And then she had to spend another $300 for her car registration. I'm sorry, a lot of people don't think this is funny. She does, but these guys don't care. It doesn't it doesn't affect them? Okay, well, anyway, here's uh, Trevor Noah just going off on Ron DeSantis for some reason. Um, no, DeSantis wasn't there. He's like Trump. He wants nothing to do with these people. But here's Trevor Noah going off. My favorite's Ron DeSantis is here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm actually surprised that he found the time 
You know, he's been so busy trying to outmaneuver Trump for 2024. I see you, Ron. I see you, Flair. Yeah, I've seen what you've been doing. Blaming Trump for the lockdowns, distancing yourself from the vaccines that Trump created with his own two hands. Nobody knew how to make vaccines until I made them. Beautiful, beautiful vaccines. Nobody knew how. Not even Fauci. <laughs> but Ron, Ron is playing it coy, man. He won't even tell people if he got the booster. Yeah, or as they say in Florida, don't ask, don't tell. Am I right? <laughs> I'll see you, Ron. You see, what I like about Ron DeSantis is like if Trump was the original Terminator, DeSantis is like the T-1000. You know, you're smarter than him. You're slicker than him. You can walk down ramps. Yeah. Because you see, no, Trump said he won the election, but everyone was just able to look at the numbers and see that he was wrong. That's why Ron DeSantis is one step ahead. First, you ban the math textbooks. Then nobody knows how to count the votes. Boom. My man. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the problem with comedians today, is that they, they, when they attack, they're mean about it. This was not a nice, this was not a friendly <laughs> kind of thing. I mean, they just attack. They continue to attack. And it loses any, and some of that stuff was funny. He had a great, that, that was a great Trump impression. But, I mean, it's just the meanness in this. And DeSantis better get ready for this. And I'm sure he is, because he's a culture warrior. Because this is how Republicans, conservatives, anybody who's running for president is going to get treated by the media. So, but here's old Joe, little, he decides to make a statement. I mean, this guy is so out of it. He must have taken his vitamin B shot or something because he seemed a little bit more on the ball than he usually does. The problem is he tries to be funny, and honestly, he's just not funny. His delivery is terrible. Okay, well, and of course, he always does the same thing. Yeah, I'm not going to make fun of Republicans and because that's not really my way. And then he goes out and makes fun of Republicans. So here's old Joe. But I'm not worried about the midterms. I'm not worried about them. We may end up with more partisan gridlock, but I'm confident we can work it out during my remaining six years in the presidency. <laughs> and folks... I'm not really here to roast the GOP. That's not my style. Besides, there's nothing I can say about the GOP that Kevin McCarthy hasn't already put on tape. <laughs> and, you know, at the, same, at the same time, a lot of people say the Republican Party is too extreme, too divisive, too controlled by one person. They say that's not your father's Republican Party. Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear this wall down. Today's Republicans say, tear down Mickey Mouse's house. And pretty soon they'll be storming Cinderella's castle, you can be sure of it. But Republicans <laughs> seem to support one fella, some guy named Brandon. He's having a really good year, and I'm kind of happy for him. You know, he should worry about the midterms. And there is no way he's getting reelected. No matter how many times, not that he will get reelected. I don't think he'll run. But this guy, second off, you know, you know you're bombing when you hear as many groans as laughs. And 
when you hear only yourself laugh, that usually means the joke didn't connect. Now, I like the Brandon joke at the end. He's making fun of this, but he doesn't realize something. And I think that's why you heard a lot of groans when they made that, uh, when he made that joke. He's become a national joke. Let's go, Brandon is a joke. It is a national joke. And he doesn't get that, that no one takes him seriously. Okay, well, you can, you can tell just by some of these clips uh, that they're just, it just really wasn't a very good event. And it was. It was really boring. I thought there was going to be more to it, and there wasn't. Uh, Trevor Noah, of course, decided to end the show with probably another really controversial uh, take. Here he is. He's making a joke, rather tasteless joke, uh, about our retreat from Afghanistan. And he got ra- he just got railed online over this. And the kicker is he didn't need to say it. I mean, people were leaving. So I'm not sure what he thought, why he thought he need- needed to say this. But let's listen to him. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Please be careful leaving tonight. We all know this administration doesn't handle evacuations well. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Again, normally I give comedians a pass. Comedians are there to pick at things. They're there to make jokes about things that are controversial. They're controversial. They are. I wasn't that offended by the joke, but honestly, it was a bad joke, and it was very ill-timed. By the way, he isn't the first comedian to get nailed for things like this. Gilbert Godfrey, may you rest in peace, you made a joke about, a poorly-timed joke about 9-11 during the roast of Hugh Hefner. So this, I mean, when he made the joke... He heard nothing. The crowd was silent. And then one guy said, you started yelling too soon. So comedians do this. It's not that big of a deal. But it was a very badly ill-timed joke. And that's because some soldiers of fortune are saying there are up to 10,000 American citizens and American allies stuck in Afghanistan right now, left to the tender mercies of the Taliban. They're being threatened now. Why are we making jokes about this? 13 soldiers were killed in a terrorist attack. Don't forget, this happened less than a year ago. We left $83 billion in military gear, including helicopters, drones, and weapons, to the Taliban. Human sex trafficking is happening right now. The economy is dying. People are starving. The reality is it's ill-timed because the disaster in Afghanistan is still happening. It is. It hasn't ended. Yeah. The joke was not only not funny, it was just a bad, bad timing. It, it just shouldn't have been brought up. Especially when he brought it up, there was no reason for it. Everyone was leaving at the time. So, so you had to know this was coming. According to the Daily Wire, Senate Democrats are contemplating bringing billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk before Congress for questioning over his future plans for Twitter. Twitter announced on Monday that the social media giant, uh, well, he sold the, the deal. We're thinking about it, said Senate Chair Maria Cantwell, a Democrat from Washington, told Bloomberg in response to a question whether Democrats plan to question Musk. 
The Senate committee has held hearings with major social media platform heads in the past, such as a former Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey, and Meta CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, who heads Facebook and Instagram. The committee has also had Alphabet CEO, Sunder Pichai, Pikai, I don't know, to testify. Okay, you knew this whole thing was coming. This was this is nothing new. I'm not exactly sure what they want to find out. It's going to be a private company. It's not going to be under the SEC. Musk doesn't have to say a damn thing about the strategies of his company for his private company. Matter of fact, every company I've worked at has company secrets, including algorithms that he does not have to disclose in public. As a matter of fact, most companies, they'll fire you if you give those secrets out. Ed Markey, uh, the communist, and yes, he is a communist. He's a senator from Massachusetts, and he said, it's a, techno- it's a technology which is central to democracy and our economy. And it is important for the representatives of the American people to hear what the new owners intend on using that technology to accomplish. We have to understand the censorship or lack thereof content moderation or not, that is going to be the policy for the new owner. No, you don't. None of your damn business. In terms of what the values are that this company is going to be creating for new Elon Musk Twitter world, I think that's actually necessary role for Congress to play. By the way, this is a guy who never condemned Twitter before when they were censoring Republicans and conservatives. He never questioned Google or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok when they were censoring conservatives and Republicans. Again, this is a private company. Musk owes Congress absolutely nothing. Listen, what Democrats are worried about is that Musk is going to do what he said he was going to do. He's going to allow for free speech and the exchange of ideas. He's going to limit censorship and he's going to release data from the algorithms of the old Twitter regime, and that scares the crap out of them. Because once that data is released, we will all know what Twitter was doing, and we will all see that conservatives were being censored. And that's what scares the crap out of them. Okay, last story, and it's a longer story, a lot of of edits here, a lot of uh, audio. Um, So there's this guy named... Matt Walsh. He's a podcaster for the Daily Wire. He is very anti-trans. He doesn't want kids being taught this crap. He doesn't want kids being mutilated or being given hormones, basically chemically castrated before, you know, they're old enough to realize what their real story is. He wrote a book called Johnny the Walrus. Now, the book is about, and I'm going to read the book to you, during a video cast, if you're interested, you can see it. I'm sure he wouldn't mind reading it. I bought three copies of it, one for my grandkids, one for Josie's grandkids, and one for me because I, I, I figure this book is going to be banned. And when you hear this story, you'll know that that's probably going to be the case. So the, the book is about an imaginative, a very imaginative boy that one day believes he's a walrus. His mother at first thinks it's cute, but then she posts pictures of him online. He's wearing uh, wooden spoons in his mouth. He's got socks on his hands, just act, and he walks around barking. So he's acting like a, he's acting like a walrus. Mom takes a picture, 
Post the picture on social media, of course, because that's what people always do. They seem to want to put their entire lives on social media. And a bunch of the, the kooks on social media begin to say that if he thinks he's a walrus, he is a walrus, and he needs to transition into a walrus. So, yes, this, this book, it, and I'll read the book to you later, uh, this book is a rail against trans and kids. That's exactly what it is. It's a metaphor. Um, the book, though a joke for the most part by Walsh, became extremely popular. It sold out on Amazon the first day it was released. And it ended up, because it was marked as an LGBTQ book, and it is, uh, it became the number one LGBTQ uh, pieces of literature in in uh, on Amazon. So, of course, Matt Walsh, who's a troll, Matt Walsh, a fun troll, I like him, uh, decided that he makes the announcement that he is the number one LGBTQ writer on Amazon. And needless to say, Amazon management kind of flipped out about this. Uh, they needed to do something. So what do they do? They they hold a meeting and basically get to basically try and figure out how they're going to deal with this book. And of course, not everyone buys their BS. So this meeting was leaked, and it, it's 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 pretty awesome. So let's listen to let's listen to some of this meeting. It's about seven minutes long, but let's listen to the first. Uh, first part where they get into talking about uh, Matt Walsh's book, Johnny the Walrus. The uh, recommendations that this customer received and that other customers frequently reach out to us about that they're receiving, it's about a book called Johnny the Walrus. And I want to be very clear, the next two are about books. And I saw someone say, oh joy, we're going to talk about one of them because it's been, it's been a very traumatic experience for transgender Amazonians and our transgender customers. What I don't want to come out of this is um, slamming the books team uh, with a bunch of tickets. They are already aware of this. There, you know, there are things in the space that are happening. Um, but Johnny the Walrus is a bit of a problematic book. Uh, not a bit. It is... It is not a bit of a problem. It's one hell of a problem. Um, and I would preface this about what the book's about, but the customer we're going to listen to does a great job. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to this customer. Okay, here's the thing. The book is not troubling or traumatic. It's a 27-page board book, children children's board book. I also want to point out that if you look at, if you look at, listen to these folks, they sound like they all belong to the LGBTQRSTUXWYZ pound sign tilde. They they sound like they all belong to it. So they're they're of course they're all really disturbed about it. So here's here's a a, a track where this gal is bitching and moaning to Amazon about this book, and she goes off on it. And he said the 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 leader of the meeting said you know this is a she she does this very no she doesn't. No, she doesn't. It, she's full of crap. And everything she's saying is just not true. But Amazon it, thinks it is true because words are words are violence, remember? So here, here she is going off. 
to report a book that you are selling, I just checked your website and the book is still up on there. I hate to tell you, but it says that the book that it is shipped and sold from you, it is by Matt Walsh. It is teaching kids to kill, well, to bully transgenders, yeah, to, to bully them into committing suicide, the LGBTQIA, especially transgenders. The story is about a kid who likes to pretend he's different things, and one day he pretends he's a walrus, and the community tells him he either has to be a human or he has to be a walrus or they're going to kill him. He can't be both. He can't pretend anymore. Now, the author, Matt Walsh, just tweeted this yesterday morning at 8.04 a.m. I now have the number one anti-LGBT book in the country. Any further criticism of me or my book is homophobic. Checkmate. You are selling a manual how to teach kids to bully other kids to commit suicide. I talked to, she said she was going to get the book stripped off of your site. Now he is bragging that he has the number one book. You are still going to continue to sell it. And now he's bragging and that he's glad it's going to make the LGBTQIA kids, especially transgenders, commit suicide. He's bragging about it on Twitter. You know what? Honestly, I'm I'm really mad because I have a I have a sibling that who is member of the LGBTQ. So I'm really mad as well right now. I'm part of the LGBTQIA. And okay, this broad is unhinged. All right, there's nothing in the book that's bullying. In fact, the only person being bullied is the mother by these people that want to transition her son. That's the only bullying in the book. There's no bullying in the book. There's nothing about sending people to kill trans kids, which doesn't even exist anyway. There's nothing in the book about forcing kids to commit suicide. There, there is absolutely everything she just made up. And he, here's the big question. Here's the big question. And of course, she's part of the LGBTQ. She's got to make sure she's... I'm LGBTQ. Yeah, whatever. All right? Here, here's the question for you. Don't buy the book. Don't buy the book. It's really that simple. But she did, apparently. Or I don't know. Maybe she didn't. I, I, it doesn't matter. But if she didn't buy the book, what difference does it make? But these guys, they're eating it all up. Instead of them saying, hey, you know something? Maybe this gal needs a job so that she doesn't sit around looking for problems in life. They continue on and, and they buy her BS. So here's the meeting. They're talking about the book and how Walsh for somehow manipulated the algorithms. I'm going to give a, a little bit more commentary about this one. Um, so Johnny the Walrus... This book takes the form of a children's book. It's like a cardboard um, 
you know, like preschool style book. And you saw in the in the customer contact how she, uh, she was talking about uh, Matt Walsh, the author, bragging about being the number one LGBTQ author in the nation or in the world. And that's because, as you can see in the screenshot here, the book made it to number one bestseller in LGBTQ books. And actually, I think it was number four of all books for uh, a day. Um, the like it it's it's bad faith it's basically abuse of amazon systems and they're 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 intentionally like it when i say they i mean like matt walsh and his publishing publishing company and other people like him are taking advantage of amazon and how the amazon algorithms work to promote their particular brand of hate and harm on the community okay i'm gonna say this again it's a children's book it's 27 pages long maybe maybe the book has 10 words per page and it's got lots of pictures and it's made out of cardboard it's not something that should be taken so seriously there is no hate in the book it disparages nobody it condemns no one as a matter of fact it celebrates Johnny and his imagination. But he's, it celebrates Johnny and his imagination while celebrating Johnny as he is. Not what he wants to be. Walsh and the Daily Wire also didn't manipulate anything. They added it as an LGBTQ book, and it is. It, it was written specifically to counter the transition of children. That's why it was written. Basically, the book is saying you should be celebrating yourself. Celebrate who you really are. Not who you want to be. Or what you want to be. And by the way, was it the Daily Wire and Matt Walsh that sold out the book? Did they manipulate, did they buy all the books so that it would be number one on the list? It's still to this day, I think today it's like number four. It's been out for a while. Maybe they should be more concerned about the LGBT books, LQ books out there that aren't in the top five. Maybe those books suck. Maybe nobody wants to read them. Well, here's a guy. Here's a guy named Chuck. He's trying to get some uh, some thoughts out, and he's trying to push this narrative that Amazon is doing. And he kind of he kind of lets out the. Um, he kind of lets the cat out of the bag. Um, Chuck, do you want to talk about the uh, the other screenshot here? Y yes, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, no, I don't want to talk about it. I, I don't. I don't want to talk about anything. Well, will you talk about. about it? But yes, I will. Um, so we have two screenshots here. Uh, the one uh, it shows where Johnny the Walrus was placed because of how they categorized it um, and then the publicity that went behind it, it was number one in LGBTQIA literature and one of the things that I have to give the books teams credit for is that when we reached out and we were like this is not where it belongs and we you know and we showed them you know and then the subsequent trolling that Matt Walsh was doing um, they reclassified it into politics um, 
But it's still for sale. But it, yeah, it's still, it's still for sale. This is an example of an echo chamber. Okay, now not everyone believes what these guys are talking about. Obviously not, because this video was leaked. But this is an echo chamber where everyone is confirming everybody else. And this is what the left does. They surround themselves with the same people that all have the same beliefs, and then they just pound each other with those same beliefs. And that's what an echo chamber is. See, here's the kicker. Every time somebody debates about this trans thing, they lose. Because it's reasonable. It's a, I'm sorry, it's an unreasonable position to believe in transing. I told you just a few seconds ago, there's no such thing as trans. You can't transition yourself from a man to a woman. You can cut yourself up, you can take hormones, you can do all that stuff. That doesn't make you a woman. You're still not going to be a woman. And this is the problem the, the LGBTQ has. So they basically just convince themselves that they're actually the opposite sex. That's what they do. But Chucky, he does ask the question. He does ask the question. Are we still selling the book? They want the book banned. And that's a very dangerous thing for... Uh, that's a very dangerous thing for one of the largest booksellers in the world if not the largest bookseller in the world, to start banning books because they don't like the content. Okay. Okay, so let's listen to this next part. Um, and what is the other part of this that is equally disturbing is um, he, uh, Matt Walsh, is getting ready to release, um, I believe, um, a book called What is a Woman? And there's also a, a, a documentary that comes with it um, I, 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 Jamie Lee shared some information with me about the, the movie, um, the documentary that's going along with it, but people are already talking about it. He tricked, it was very much that style, tricking transgender people into participating, not understanding what they were participating in. And it's called, What is a Woman?, um, one man's journey to answer the question. I mean, like, does like, like, let's just back up for, for a second and say, does a man even belong in this conversation? No, he doesn't. But guess what? We're not, it's not even on sale yet. And it's number one in women's studies. And, and number one in the other categories um, that it's available in as well. Yeah, this, so, this is chief mansplaining. You know, and, 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 and this isn't a case of, this is a case of someone exploiting our systems, right? Our systems aren't, like, they're not set up to catch, you know, they can, you know, the self-publishing authors, they can categorize their books however they want. Um, the reason, Matt Walsh's book, What is a Woman? It's coming out in June, I think it is. Uh that question, what is a woman, is his sole argument for why the trans philosophy is crap. The only thing he does, he has been on television with trans people, and he asks that question, well, what is a woman? I'm a trans woman. Well, what is a woman? And they can't answer it. 
That is his sole argument. And that book is all about him going around the world. So is the documentary. Yeah, and just asking people, what is a woman? And yeah, he, he tricks some people. But that's all it's about. And nobody could sit back and answer it. The title of the book is his argument against the trans philosophy. And it works every blessed time. Okay, here in this last clip, we hear them getting all emotional about all this hateful white supremacist crap. I mean, tears are included here. Listen. And so, um, yeah, I want to, I just, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I want to preface this, this with, I want to preface this with, I also saw someone mention that this is really tough content and if you're transgender, if you're gender non-binary, take, you know, and this is super triggering and this is super, it, like, it, it would, like, I would understand if you needed to leave. This is for education for people who don't get it, who don't understand. And I would understand if, if this was a lot, but equally, I want folks to know, um, that we that we're doing this because this really matters um to, to get this education out there and the final thing we're going to show is a 30 second clip um brace yourself of matt walsh of matt walsh and i want i would say i want you to brace yourselves of matt walsh reading his book mommy was mommy told was to told take brace yourselves really He's reading a children's board book. There is nothing in the book. Anyway, Amazon decided they did do something after this meeting. They pulled a lot of the advertising. They took the uh, they took the book off the LGBTQ list. They put it under politics. Of course, they asked the Daily Wire if they would mind recategorizing it, and per the Daily Wire, they just said no. So Amazon did it on their own. And it is still number one in political commentary and opinion. Well, Walsh went on the Tucker Carlson show because Tucker Carlson loves Matt Walsh, and he's constantly on the show. And Tucker Carlson pretty much hit it right off the bat, right out of the ballpark on his introduction. So Matt Walsh has a new children's book. It's done very well on Amazon, and it's called Johnny the Walrus. It tells the story of a child called Johnny who identifies as a walrus. And again, it's sold very well on Amazon. Amazon employees are enraged by this. They're mad that their internal algorithms didn't block the sale of the book and censor it. Watch. Then Tucker plays the video clips of the same thing you just heard. Then he introduces Walsh, and Walsh is wearing a cardigan sweater because, after all, that's what famous children book authors wear, are red cardigan sweaters, a la Mr. Rogers and stuff like that. So, hey, guys, this guy's a troll. There's no question he is trolling. He is trying to get controversy. That's what he's doing. That's why he wrote the book, He and he's very open about it, too. I mean, he's a funny guy. He's really funny. So he sits back and... and he says, you know, I don't know what the big deal is. It's I'm just a world-famous uh, children's book author. Okay, so just to premise on how this works, 
anyone who uses the term, these are academic terms, by the way, problematic, hate, right, is probably an enemy of free expression, a proponent of censorship, and therefore an opponent of civilization. Those are the people Matt Walsh is up against. He is the host of the Matt Walsh Show and, of course, an Amazon bestseller. He joins us tonight. Uh, this book is deemed problematic by Amazon, I notice. It's in bad faith. That's the other phrase. <laughs> um, what do you make yeah, of I'm this? A, I'm, I'm an abuser of Amazon's system, apparently, as well. I, look, I, when, I, when I listen to them, they're describing my book, Johnny the Walrus, as traumatic, hateful, triggering. At one point in the clips, which I really enjoyed watching, uh, they, one of the guys breaks down in tears. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, first of all, I'm just a humble children's author in a cardigan. And frankly, I think their behavior towards me is marginalizing me and invalidating my lived experience as a children's author. But also, the book is just, it's about, it's about true self-acceptance, okay? It's about a boy who identifies as a walrus and his mother goes along with it, but then they both learn at the end that you should accept yourself for who you truly are, who you biologically are. And the thing is, you know, a message of self-acceptance, that was, when I was a kid, that was the most common message in books that we read. It's just that now yeah. on the left, what they what they foist on kids is a, a this false self-acceptance of actually rejecting who you really are in favor of a delusion and so that's what they're that's what they're upset about at but me. it's a little bit weird if now honestly did he say anything controversial here and he's right i, I would have wa wanted him to expand a little bit and bring up the opposite because the tr the trans community the left they are actually rejecting sorry my phone rang they are actually rejecting uh, who the true self. So a boy who might have some gender dysphoria thinks he's a girl, and they're saying, well, yeah, reject that. You're a boy. You are a girl. That's what gender-affirming theory does. There's nothing controversial about this. And he's right. We've been taught, when we were kids, we were told to accept our true selves, accept our identity, accept what we are. I'm short. I accept that. Move and use it in, in in my life. Use the talents you have, and understand that there is there are limits too. So no, this is he's very right. And then here's the thing: uh, uh, the big question, the important question on all this, comes from Tucker. And it's answered by Matt Walsh. If you run the world's biggest book company, you probably wouldn't want to hire book burners. I mean, how did how, how did Bezos end up with employees like this? Well, because they're the, this this is what the left is all about. We see the same thing with Elon Musk. That's why I thought it was really interesting when they accused me of gaming the system and and manipulating the system. All I did was just write a book and put it on Amazon. But the fact that they accused me of gaming the system only proves that the system is set up to make sure that people right. like me fail. You know, the conservatives fail, and that's what they're upset about Elon Musk about, is that, is that he's going to go in. Like, no, the system isn't designed for people like him. It's designed to keep us out. And uh, every once in a while you get these mask-off moments where they just basically come out and admit it. And I think it's uh, pretty interesting and also somewhat well, hilarious uh, as well. Well, but Amazon is also, like, the, as noted, the biggest bookseller in the world. So it's the repository of the West's collective knowledge and history. So if you have censors running it, shouldn't you be really worried that they might disappear this information? I, I would be worried about that. I would also point out 
just what they choose to censor and what they choose not to. I mean, one of the other best-selling children's books on Amazon right now is a book by the American Academy of Pediatrics, and it's a book that's one of the top-selling children's books, and it, and it promotes uh, chemical castration and sterilization for kids ages 9 yeah. through 12. You know, that's the kind of book that they're okay with, not my book, Johnny the Walrus, which is just a, a tale of a boy who identifies as a walrus. Uh, no, they want, they want your nine-year-old to read a book that encourages him to sterilize and, and castrate himself. Yes. And that is true. That book is on Amazon, and it is a top five book. It's absolutely incredible. That is the question that we need to be looking at. Because they're already b banning books on Amazon. Books they don't like. Books that have controversial opinions, like uh, boys can't be girls, and why is suddenly this trans thing such a big deal? They are banning books like that. They find Shakespeare and Twain to be problematic. That's why I keep telling you, go buy, go buy books, buy the physical book, because you never know when it's going to be gone. Good news, people are pushing back. Some of the proof of this is this book is still a number one bestseller. So people are not, people, they're, they're doing it. They're actually pushing back. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I know it was a little long today, but I didn't want to skip this. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.